Hi, Jessica here. Uh, welcome back to My Transgender Nation. Today we have a guest, Joanne Carroll. Hi, Joanne. Hi there. How are you? Excellent. Joanne is the executive director of Trans Advocacy Pennsylvania. She was also in 2018 appointed to the Pennsylvania by the Pennsylvania governor uh, and sworn in as a commissioner of the Pennsylvania LGBTQ Affairs Commission. Uh, she is a co-chair of Keystone Conference uh, annually, and she works a lot with the transgender community, which we are going to talk about. So, and so she's got a lot to share with us. So, well, thank you for doing this today. It just means I got a lot of hats. That's all. There you go. Well, you know, <laughs> and it got to be there for a reason. That's for sure. I thought, Joanne, maybe we could start with maybe you sharing a little bit about your personal story and how you got to where you are today. <clears throat> well. I knew pretty early on that there was something different and probably like most of us, not having the language for it, you never could put your arms around what it was. Um, but I knew when I was about four or five that something wasn't matching up between what they told me I was and how I felt uh, because I saw my girl cousins doing things that I wanted to do. I saw them getting gifts that I wanted to get. Yeah. I saw them wearing what I wanted to wear. I mean, yeah. it was just it was an incongruity as far as I was concerned. But And how, how young were you when that started? Four, four or five. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, and that's not uncommon for people within our community. Um, yeah. Some realize a little bit later, but, you know, generally it's preteen, pre where yeah. most of us find that out. Um, yeah. For me, uh, the realization that there was something real to this process was when um, Christine Jorgensen came back from Denmark in 1952. I was 12 years old, and if you think the Caitlyn Jenner story was big, that one was even bigger because oh, nobody has ever heard of transgender before. Of course, they use sure. that uh, they use that pejorative term that I don't like, so I'm not going to use it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, anyhow, uh, but but gaining a sense of uh, of myself through that was amazing. But but it brought a challenge along with it because where did you get information about it? There was nothing. I mean, until Al Gore invented the internet in the 90s, there was just absolutely no way to get to anything. So finally, yeah. <laughs> that's a joke, by the way. Um, so finally, you know, when uh, there was more things besides Ask Jeeves and a few others, uh, we finally started to get information. Early on, most of the information was like pretty purient. It was mostly porn stuff and nothing, you know, with shemales and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, when you sought information on transgender, every library I ever went into, I looked for information, went through the card catalog until I stared myself blind sometimes, but finally figured it out and transitioned at age 60. And I've been transitioned. What year was that? That was uh, 2001. 2001. Okay. So I'm 80. I'm 81 right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. 81 <laughs> years young. <laughs> so, so the way so you describe this, I'm a, you've I'm a woman. I'm you a woman mean, of a certain age. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've been a wo woman of a certain age for what, 21 years now? About 21 or 22 years. Yeah, I actually yeah. started medical transition about 99 with 97, 98, somewhere near yeah, yeah. hormones and stuff. But then yeah. when we started living full time in February, um, on, on Valentine's Day of all things of 2001. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> So I was my I was my own gift to myself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's kind of the, that's a nutshell. 
so that so that's your you know that's how you got to here when yeah. did you become involved in the whole community and, and um, well, making such an amazing my contribution back to all of us my first girl job was here in lancaster pennsylvania and basically for the first 11 years i was living in stealth um my mother and i were going to a baptist church if anybody knew they kept their mouth shut and didn't bother me and i certainly wasn't going to challenge their credit their sense of understanding by coming out to them either. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, but it helped because basically I allowed myself to become a truly live into my gender the way I needed to, rather than looking over my shoulder all the time. Now, granted, yeah. there was some of that, uh, but it wasn't quite the same as if I just been out to everybody. So yeah. I would say, right during that period of time, however, um, mom and I would go to Transcentral PA which is uh, the support group in Harrisburg and the, and the host organization for Keystone. Uh, we would go to occasional meetings, not often. Um, then about, oh, what's, I don't remember what year it would be, maybe 14, 2014, maybe something like that. Um, after mom had passed away, by the way, she lived to 102 and I was, her primary, cow. And I was her primary caregiver. And I, there's some cute stories I can tell you about her. But at any rate, um, I started out facilitating meetings because the girl that was the president was kind of bored with it. She didn't mind doing the other stuff. But then I started facilitating one. She finally decided to step down and she realized the job I was doing. And so then I became president of Trans Central. and was that for like five to seven years. So really about 20, I would say 2014, somewhere in there is about when I started on the advocacy route. Okay. And basically just started as president of Trans Central, just going around doing trans one-on-one trainings and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I was everywhere all the time. Um, uh, when I uh, left the presidency of Trans Central and, and took over the, as executive director of uh, Trans Advocacy PA in the first year, I did 25,000 miles and never got out of the state. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, so, um, Pennsylvania is a big state too, but still, well, I mean, that's a lot, you know. You know, but back and forth, up and down, and every yeah. on every nook and cranny way of of going someplace, wow. it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, amazing. So, Keystone, tell us about Keystone. What does Keystone do for the for the community? I know it's an annual conference, and I know it just held like about what two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Twenty third to twenty seventh of March. We just ended yep. it, so. Uh, yeah, we just did our 12th one. Of course, Christy, who is my, one of my co-chairs, she and I tell everybody it was our 13th because we were all set to rock and roll with 20. And, and of course, we had to cancel at the last minute because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we pulled the plug and a week later, then Governor Wolf, you know, shut the entire state down. So sure. it was a great call. We took some initial heat, but then, you know, everybody said, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, we, we we never started out with the idea of having a conference. It basically was going to be an educational opportunity just for Trans Central and some of the trans people right around here in the Susquehanna Valley of PA. Yeah. And all of a sudden, somebody heard about it and said, oh, Harrisburg has a conference. And the next thing you know, we were in the conference business. So um, that's kind of how it evolved. It started off slow from like about 150 to 200 and something to 300 and something to 300 just south of four to just north of four to just south of five to just north of five and it's uh, 2019 we had 750 attend how many did you have this year 
we had just over six. Uh, but again, we had a lot of cancellations, a lot of people gun shy about COVID. Yeah, and, I know. It's still else. it's still out there, isn't it? It's yeah. amazing. How it's but still. fortunately, the numbers for Lancaster County, uh, where I live, and Dauphin County, where Harrisburg is, I mean, they're only running maybe two cases a day now. So it's really dropped yeah, yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so at any rate, uh, we had a lot of last minute cancellations, probably about 30 plus or uh, so, but still, you had 600 plus people there. Yeah, not bad. It's yeah. better than first event had. First event had to cut themselves down to 75 this year. So, oh, really? Yeah, up in yeah. Uh, Boston, right? In Boston, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there for Been so, there. Been, so, oh, so yeah. what is the purpose of uh, the Keystone Conference? Is it uh, sort of like just a place to go, you know, uh, be with oh, other trans people? Well, obviously, that. I mean, there's there multiple goals. What is, you know, what? Why would somebody want to attend Keystone? Well, about all the identifiers you had, yes, yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. Okay, good. It's all of those things. Um, all those. One, all of the thing, one of the things that we think separate us from a lot of other conferences is that we give people some real life experiences. Uh, for example, on our Friday night, we take uh, busloads of people down into the community to go to restaurants uh, for dinner. Mm -hmm. um, give them that real life exposure. And I can probably, I can't name them all, but I probably know of at least 36 people that are living full time right now as their authentic selves, simply because they came and it was a transformative experience. You know, wow, when you're sitting there, oh, that's just fabulous. When you're, to hear. When you're, when that's you're sitting in a restaurant and you look around and nobody seems to be paying attention to you, you start yeah. thinking, hmm, I can maybe I make I can this, this. Yeah. I can make this work, you know? Yeah, that's um, great. I love and, that. Oh. And of course, we've had some really amazing keynotes over the years. Yeah. Uh, this last year, we had Our Lady J, uh, who was the uh, uh, who's the now the producer and director on Pose, and was part of the writing staff for for Transparent. Um, not sure whether it was legal for me to even say that, but whatever. Um, plus, we had Rodrigo, for, uh, the, the current executive director from uh, the National Center for Trans Equality, um, had. Uh, and then we had an activist from uh, Ottawa, Canada, uh, uh, a binary woman come down and talk on a Saturday. So pretty cool. Very cool. Very well, we cool start on Tuesday and we finish on a Saturday night. And I think there was Sunday, a pool party there on a Thursday. Yeah, they had a, one of our members put on a pool party. Yeah, um, um, yeah. yeah I saw a lot of uh, Facebook posts from people who were attending. They were yeah, giving updates yeah, along that, the way. That's not my thing. You know, you, you don't not, put an not a cool party person. Huh? You don't put an eighty-one-year-old body in a, <laughs> in a swimming suit. I'm sorry, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> just not happening. No, sorry. <laughs> Very good. So um, it sounds like an amazing event. I think people should uh, pay attention to it if they want to go. You know, be around other trans people or learn more about how to go through the process. Well, one Are of the there, things um, educational seminars. Oh yeah, about, about eighty different uh, workshops. Yeah. One year we turned away seventy-five of them because we didn't have any space for them. Yeah, so yeah. we get a lot of interest. Uh, good sponsorship assistance from a lot of uh, the doctors and and uh, providers and different categories of people. Yeah. Um, it's it's an exciting thing, and a thing I would tell you is we is it's an international conference. It isn't no just, kidding. Uh, obviously, the bulk of our attendance comes from uh, the, uh, the Upper East Coast of Middle America. Yeah, that middle, makes sense. Middle, sure. Middle Atlantic. Right. right. But we've got them from all 50 states. Uh, we got them from probably four to five provinces, eastern provinces in Canada. Wow. We've had girls come from as far away as New Zealand and South Africa. No uh, kidding. Oh, yeah. So Belgium. That's really cool. I like that. 
yeah. So it's, it's an international conference. I'm not oh. sure exactly how many people we had from overseas. I know we had a number of people from Canada because we had to make arrangements for return testing on COVID tests so they could get back in the country. So I, um, I know I had a woman on, on here that I uh, interviewed a few weeks ago, Gabrielle uh, Claiborne. I think she was oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know part her. of your yeah. conference this year. Yeah. She's an author. Yeah. Yeah, she was a good good interview. I haven't well. ever met her in person that I know of, but I know of her. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We had her on here a few weeks ago. Yeah. So it okay. sounds like the the whole thing is just quite an event. So yeah. I, I would I would definitely strongly urge people if they want to get involved and they want to learn and they want to meet other people to check out the uh, Keystone Conference, yeah. which will and be we in March of next year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't have dates yet because we don't have contracts signed with the hotel. So. Yeah, but you'll get um, there. But the, if here's the other amazing thing, we put it together with three co-chairs. No kidding, just the three of you did that. God bless you. That is amazing. Because you know what we learn? Committees What's sit that? around and talk. Three people get work done. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we actually we're actually a fearsome foursome because one of the girls stepped up as our registrar this year, not yeah. a co-chair. Yeah. But. Uh, between four of us, we, we put this whole thing together. And then Amazing. once we put everything in place, then we just turn to our volunteers from, well, from the community and from our, our organization. Yeah. And even people come to the conference that step up and help. So that's, once that's we've really got cool. the, the, the track to, to run on, yes, all they got to do is keep their feet on the path and we're good to go. So Awesome. That is very, very mm -hmm. cool. But I guess I'd rather talk about some of the things we're trying to do, you know, from an advocacy standpoint. I mean, the, the conference is amazing in itself. And I yeah, don't know. Take fire away. We're, we're here to, um, you know, educate the community and do what we can. So more than obviously, happy to obviously with the exception of the gubernatorial position, uh, yep. the, the state's pretty much red in color. Uh, we like we say we have uh, Philadelphia and, and uh, Pittsburgh and everything in the middle is Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's funny you say that. I call Pennsylvania Pennsylvania all the time. But that's only the part that's between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. The rest of it's <laughs> the rest of it's, that that part's pretty good. Yeah. But nonetheless, so obviously we're in a Republican-dominated legislature. So yes. the one thing we had come up on a committee last week was HB nine seventy two which was banning trans kids from, from participating in sports based on their uh, chosen identity. Yeah. Um, it probably it's going to go to the floor. We think there's a potential that we may have the votes on the floor to kill it. Regardless, Governor Wolf, who's a Democrat, said, I'm going to put the veto pen to it. So, yeah. And based on the numbers we're counting, we don't think there'll be a sustained beat, uh, you know, that nobody would be able to over, overturn the veto. So. There's a um, lot of uh, noise going on, obviously, over that uh, swimmer. Yeah, and, and if you look at her her record, yeah. she hasn't done that well. Well, she really hasn't. Lately, she's done. You know, well, she I understand why people get upset about that particular person in yeah, particular. But, think, but really, Jessica, you need to go back and look at what her record has been as a female. Yeah, she kicked yeah. butt when she was a boy. Yeah, but as a female, she placed fourth and fifth and sixth and more times than not. Then so, why? Are, so what's to be upset about then? That that's my point. I mean, look yeah. at Renee Richards. You remember her? Yeah. The the tennis player. Yeah. The W the the Women's Professional Tennis Association raised hell about it. Yeah. Oh, we can't have a man as masquerading as a woman playing tennis. She got her ass handed to her more times than she didn't. Yeah. In fact, Bobby, I think it was Bobby. What was his name? That goofball yeah yeah yeah. i know who you're talking he, about he doused her too you know? yeah. <laughs> went up against billy jean king and billy jean king trounced her yeah. left right and center so yeah. i mean 
you know, the thing is that people don't understand. I don't have any body strength left. Right. There's I, no I, way. I'm the same way. Yeah, but in like the swimmer's case, he's, you know, he's less, he's just over a year on hormones. But still, I tell you what, it's pretty damn instant how your strength goes away. I, I, back back I, in the day when I was living with my family, I could carry a gallon of milk yeah. on each of those four fingers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's 16 pounds on two fingers here, 16 pounds on yeah, two yeah, fingers. Yeah. I can't even pick up a gallon of milk with a fist anymore. Yeah. I, I've been on hormones now about, I don't know, six years, somewhere in that neighborhood. And it's amazing to me the body strength that I've lost. Oh, yeah. I mean, like how you even fix like for bat, how you fix for bat wings. The you know? muscle mass is amazingly oh, how yeah. much it's gone away, you know? Yeah, you but, replace, unfortunately, you replace them all with fat cells. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, in some places, I'm glad that happened. In other places, well, yeah, I'm not I know. So glad. <laughs> <laughs> my problem is I got my mom's skinny butt and her big belly, but yeah. I got daddy's hair. So if I have a choice with anything, I'll take the hair. Uh, yeah, I'm bald, so I had to. Well, I, I have had to. to I have to readjust happen. mine every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I had to make magic happen. Yeah. But in any case, I mean, I I think overall, you know, once somebody's transitioned and they don't have the muscle mass anymore, why shouldn't they be? But yeah. you know, in that period where they're still, then it's I understand why somebody could be upset about that. I don't agree with it, but I can see how they could get upset. I don't. I don't even get. I don't. I'm. I'm not as uh, as uh, condescending as you are on that point. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's, you know, the thing is, is that mentally we're still, not, we're, we're, we're female. Yeah. You know? I mean, it has nothing to do. It's what the, it's what's in here. Yeah. Not what's in here. Yeah. You know? So yeah. let's get over it. Yeah. Uh, but obviously there's a lot of other issues that we're dealing with. We've got a lot of school boards that are trying to do the same thing. Um, I like to think that in most cases, what's happened in uh, the, Supreme Court with the with the Title Seven, where Gorsuch yep. came out and said no sex and gender are equatable. Right. Uh, we needed that really badly because once we get that in in case law and um, and stated, yep, you know that can be used as a case. Plus, you have to have the fact that you have Gavin Grimm case. He just got what a two million dollars settlement in the state of North Carolina because he was denied the access to a bathroom as a as a trans man. Yeah, a trans boy. Yeah. Uh, so we're winning. Uh, we're just, it's just slow to come. And this and is mostly on the state level, right? Yeah. 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 And of course, we've been fighting in Pennsylvania for 14 to 16 years trying to get language into the uh, Human Rights Act. And here's the here's the thing that's pit pitiful. The Human Rights Act in Pennsylvania was initially passed in 1955. And according to what I hear in terms of history, they actually had inclusive language in the first draft that got approved. Yeah. But the Supreme Court struck it down because there was something with the language that didn't quite match up. And so ever since we've been trying to get that back into the law and just hasn't happened. Uphill battle for sure there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we had a had a, and I'll call him out on his name is Daryl Metcalf. He was a House uh, House committee chair from Cranberry Township, which is just near the Pittsburgh area. Okay. And he and he was the chair. And he said, as long as I'm the chair of this committee and that'll never see the light of day. Period. Lovely. Just so lovely. that's that's what we're up against. We yeah. could get a little ways in the Senate, but we never could get anywhere in the, in the House. Uh, he finally stepped down and got a different committee assignment, but we still haven't gotten any progress. So those are the issues that we're dealing with. But uh, most of what I do is, or at least I did before COVID, was going around the Commonwealth doing uh, trans 101s, uh, trying to educate people. Yeah. And trying to make sure when they saw me, they didn't see horns and a tail. 
Right. Um, that, doing talks and stuff like that. Is that what you're yeah, doing? On it? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, now a lot of it's on Zoom uh, and has been for the last year. Sure. So, uh, I mean, I'm getting a chance to get back out on the road and do a few in-persons, but those are those are a little bit more rare now. So. And what is the the commissioner uh, commissioner on the Pennsylvania Affairs Commission? What is what is that? Well, it, it, it grew out of two things. Uh, we first had a governor's work group. And it was about four or five stakeholders, uh, Trans Central PA, Equality PA, Pennsylvania Youth Congress, and the mayor's office out of Philadelphia as stakeholders. Yeah. And the rest of the people in the room were all the policy wonks out of the administration. And so when we came up with issues that we needed to address, the policy wonks would go back to their departments and work it. And some things we got done was in the Department of Health. We got birth certificate things changed. It doesn't yeah. have to say mother and father. It can say parent and parent. Uh, we now can, if you have a doctor's certificate, you don't have to go through gender confirmation to, to get your birth certificate changed as long as you're yep. born in PA. Right. Uh, we now have uh, the X as a gender marker on driver's licenses. So we've gotten, a, we got about 26 things done on policy. But the problem is, is that puts us in a, in a position where we're working within a certain circle and there's only a certain, we can't speak out politically. The commission, however, can speak out a little more politically. In other words, we can speak to the issues as, ah, a, as a commission. Yes, uh, we're not we're not as hamstrung as we were in that work group. Well, so it sounds so, like a good thing then. Oh yeah, and we've got activating committees. I'm on a uh, uh, working group for aging. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, we managed to get about a bunch of things added to this the uh, uh, Pennsylvania aging plan. Uh, we've got an education accomplished in all the areas of aging offices where. Yeah, the you know the LGBT awareness and everything else yeah. got that increased. So, and we're also in the prenatal planning stages for a second uh, uh, summit on LGBT issues in aging. So that's the second one we got going on. So wow. yeah, and we've got committees dealing with uh, trans housing. We got committees dealing with uh, voting. We got committees dealing with youth. Um, you know, the commission's pretty active. Do you have time to sleep? I get a couple hours a night. <laughs> no, <laughs> I get more. A very I, busy lady from what I, I get more than that. Plus, I'm incredibly active in my church, too. So. Oh, are you really? Yeah. As if you didn't have enough to do already. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. When you're my age, if you can sit around and vegetate or you can stay as busy as possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's a lot more fun to be busy than bored. Oh, God, yes. And considering <laughs> that I've been in this 140 square foot space in here for the last two years, it really is a relief to be able to, to, get, be able out to get out and do yeah, stuff that, right i know or, or even for that matter expand my expand my walls electronically even even that yeah, makes yeah, a yeah. difference very cool well yeah. i i want to thank you on behalf of the entire community for everything you're doing for well, the rest of us to make, try and make the world easier for everybody so it looks like you're really putting a lot of effort into it and it sounds like it's paying off in a lot of different well avenues. jessica if you think about it you know our journey got a little bit easier why because we had people walk the path before us yes and the more of us that walk down that path, the wider that path becomes and it becomes easier for more people. So we have to thank the people that came before us, but we have the obligation to pay it forward too. And that's where I come from. Well said. Well said indeed. Well, thank you for taking the time today to talk to us. This is my pleasure. Great. And I, I'm just amazed at all the things you're doing. So uh, I, and, I and we only scratched we only scratched the surface, I want you to realize. Yeah, I bet. I, I know. <laughs> There's a lot to be done. There really is. Yeah. So um, do you have any uh, 
Do you have any words of advice for somebody who is, you know, realizing that they need to like make a change and they're totally okay. scared? What, what advice would you give to somebody who's just getting new and approaching this whole? Here, here's what I tell people. Yeah, go we ahead. have this problem with radar. Yeah. And it's going like this all the time, trying to pick up negative vibes every place you go. Mm-hmm. Tear down your radar and throw it away. Amen. You got to be in a position where you're out of things to give. No, I don't want to use the word because you're in an open forum here. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, out of Fs to give, okay? Yeah. You basically have to adopt that attitude and say, I'm going to venture boldly into the world and what happens, happens. Yeah. And, we, and we have a tendency too sometimes to precondition how we think people are going to react. Yep. And it's going to surprise us sometimes. And I told you, I don't know if we're, we're probably getting running close to time, but let me share one little quickie with you. Sure, go ahead. My, uh, my mother was good to go from the first time she heard my story. Really? That's fabulous. And, and she was a dyed in the wool all of her life Baptist. And I thought, oh my God, she's never going to accept it. Uh-huh. But uh, so I transitioned. Uh, she got to see her son become her daughter. Yep. Uh, we were living in Western Nebraska and you probably never heard of Scott's Bluff before, but maybe you have, but it's way out in the Western Southwestern corner, uh, about 50 miles from Wyoming. So you can get the picture. Yeah. 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 So anyhow, I went to this little independent church with her once, uh, but usually I use Sunday as my catch up day. I was managing hotels and, uh, Sunday would be my admin day. And so I would drop her off at church, do my admin stuff and then go pick her up and go home. But I went with her to church once and I met this really good friend of hers. Mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. So I transitioned, um, you know, as I said, mid-February of 2001 and probably about April or, or so, uh, a month or two later, we ran into this woman in the grocery store and the two little old ladies, you know, back and forth. How you doing? What are you doing? Blah, blah. And finally the woman turned and said, who's this? And my mom said, well, that's my daughter, Joanne. It was, oh my goodness. She's, I knew you had a son named John. I didn't know you had a daughter named Joanne. She says, well, they're the same person. I like her better. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I That's think the great. people that knew me before and know me now, yeah. I think that would be almost a universal comment that this is this is a better version of the person that started out back in 1940. Yeah, I've heard that a few times from people in my orbit as well. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Well, it's been fun. Thanks for the invite. Oh, I'm so glad we got a chance to do this. Thank you very much for attending. Um, I would tell everyone here, if you, uh, if you, if you are interested and we want to go to a good conference, that that Keystone conference is worth checking out. Um, Absolutely. It'll be in March of next year. And I'm sure once Joanne and her committee of four will get it mm-hmm. figured out, dates will be on their website and whatnot. And, yeah, we're, um, we're in a matter of contract review right now. So hopefully we'll be able go. to publish so, dates here pretty soon. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw a lot on uh, uh, online about, uh, about the conference this year. A lot of people posting. Uh, uh, so it sounded like it was a really, really good event. Yeah. And you had great speakers. And all. Well, you know, and the other side of that was, too, is that, you know, people have been denied the opportunity to be with one another for two years. Yep. But now all of a sudden, boom, the, the dam's sure. open and the water's yep. flowing. Let's do this. You know, there so, you go. Yeah, there you go. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our channel. If you have any ideas for what you would like to see us talking about in the future, please send us a message. We'll do our best to accommodate. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on uh, the internet, uh, mytransgendernation.com, obviously here on YouTube. And I greatly appreciate you taking the time to pay attention today. Take care, everyone.